yo, yo, and welcome to the Professor Jones and the Digs podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Digs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the art of film and cinema. Every month, we choose a certain theme and pick three movies within that theme. Every week, we break down one of those movies for our movie of the week. And this week, and this month, and this year, we are starting out the Professor Jones uh-huh. podcast with TV Show Month, which we are pumped about. So, we are going to start off this year, uh, the first week of TV Show Month, with The Office. Which is everybody's favorite. I don't know. Is it a sitcom oh. or mockumentary type thing? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. Somewhere right in there. Mockumentary, TV sitcom. What have you. But we were actually just discussing this as we were uh, about to get on. We we're going to do uh, four episodes, I think, this month. And each each TV show is of a different genre. So we'll be doing a couple other um, that are unrelated to The Office. We're not going to do Parks and Rec and Seinfeld or something for the next two. So um, be looking forward to that. But I can't wait. Yeah, happy 2018 there. Absolutely, Diggs. yeah. Um, we were just kind of talking about this, but we haven't, feels like we haven't done this for, it feels like the first time, you know. Uh, <laughs> it, it, we haven't done this in a while, so it, it feels really good to be, to be back. Yeah, it feels really Definitely. good. My hands are clammy and sweaty, so it's really fun. I'm very yeah. sweaty, very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Voice is hoarse. Uh, no, but I think this—I think this is the perfect way to start off the new year. We're a film podcast, but we're talking TV shows because that's very much a part of uh, of cinema. Is talking about TV shows as well. So yeah. yeah, and The Office is the best. But let's move on with the bro down, and I'm going to let you start off the year with the bro down. So new. New year, new show. Danny's, Danny's starting things off. <laughs> Pressure's on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, first pro uh, down of so, the year. I honestly, I don't really know how to phrase this as a, as a question, but I just kind of, it's something that I want to talk about. Um, when you compare the film industry, all the big blockbusters that have been coming out to television now, there's all these streaming services like Amazon, HBO, Hulu, Netflix. And they just keep popping up. And so new material just keeps coming out. Amazing material. Um, But it's kind of one of those things where all of a sudden you look at the films that are coming out. And I don't want to rag on anything. um, But when you compare it to TV, like, I mean, I I would much rather watch Westworld than Jumanji. Or, (laughs) I I don't know. It's it's kind of like a strange thing right now. Because the movies that are coming out, I feel like, eh. The television that's coming out. There's so many more options i guess that wouldn't you just rather stay in and watch that new netflix show and then also like a second side of this just like a little conversation i want to have about it is do you think this amount of material is good for people like this amount of content that we have in front of us i had a conversation with a coworker the other day and i was like dude have you seen black mirror because i was recently watching black mirror and he was like no, no i just have i have so many other shows i need to get through and I was like, oh boy, isn't that such a, <laughs> such a tough life, man. Oh gosh. I just have so many other TV shows to watch before I watch another great one. It's just like, we have so many options. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of the conversation I wanted to let flow. I don't really know if it's a question or 
I don't really well, which know which wouldn't. To, to which would you like me to to address first? Film versus TV uh, show, or the quality yeah. of TV shows that we're watching? Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say film versus TV. So I think it is interesting because there are movies that obviously um, they have so much more money flowing into them, and they're spend mm-hmm. they're spending so much time just for a two or three hour certain film, and so you can't you can't replicate that in in TV. I mean, Game of Thrones is about as close as it gets to actually coming mm-hmm. up with movie quality like fantasy action. Um, but then there are plenty of movies that are pretty much of that same quality. Um, you know, like me and, uh, our, our mom and I went to Lady Bird today and fantastic film. Absolutely loved it. But it's one of those movies that probably didn't cost that much to make. And, you know, if you wanted to make that show or if you wanted to make that movie into a 10, you know, a 10 episode piece, then it, you wouldn't really see the, uh, the quality decrease that much. I think that a lot of people would notice how much care goes into a movie like that and the directorial uh, decisions that have been made but in TV show I mean in TV if you watch like The Crown The Crown is incredible like it's it's amazing and yeah. it's pretty much it's a you know it's a heavy drama there's just all of that going on and like Breaking Bad you know it's a drama and so you have like 13 episodes but it seems like the quality is just as good as much of the much of the cinema that you would go and see mm-hmm. so I think we're I think we're at a point where uh, society is going to start asking whether it's really necessary to go to the movies when we can get that high quality content through a streaming service like yeah, ne- like Netflix yeah. or something like that. And even a show like Stranger Things, you know, that's another one where, I mean, it's pretty high quality, you know, it, oh, doesn't, it, really seem, it doesn't seem like you need to need to go to the theaters to see the Avengers and they've already to really get that. I think I think J.J. Abrams addressed that this year, how uh, something happened where uh, somebody signed on for a program that's just basically going to be, people are going to start going to the movies in their living room. Like things are going to transition at some point and the film industry is kind of gearing up for that. Um, yeah. Which is interesting because there is something to going to the movies. There's such a, such a nostalgic thing. I mean, it, I don't want anybody to live in a world where that doesn't happen. I don't want a, a generation of kids to live in a world that doesn't know what that feels like. So, and I that's, think that there is something very too. beneficial to seeing a movie with a crowd too. We went yeah. to um, kind of like the artsy cinema here in Billings and um, for Lady Bird, it was funny. It was a pretty old audience. I'll be honest. There was like a lot of like, you know, over 70 year old people there, which was great, you know, but I mean, a lot of the a little <laughs> smelly, but <laughs> <laughs> line took forever um no but the uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> sir sir do you want a ticket what movie you're going to he's all uh <laughs> where am i <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> yeah uh old man river move it or i'll break your hip no uh that's uh, yeah. from happy gilmore sorry happy gilmore. not rant not you're not, not actually that people rude. maybe I'll. um but uh there was there was a lot of those jokes that that went over really well in that crowd because they were making fun of you know she was going to like a catholic school and so many people like understood that and i was just thinking to myself i'm so glad that i saw this with this crowd because the jokes are just landing so well 
<laughs> and it made the movie so much better to me. So I think yeah. that there is something to be said about seeing a movie with a crowd. And, and if you see, if you have a good theater experience, it makes the movie seem even better. Um, and especially yeah. with comedies, I think that's a big thing. So it doesn't ne- necessarily have to be a movie like Star Wars or the Avengers where, you know, everybody's so amped. It's like even, even a small movie like, uh, like, um, Lady Bird, you know, that can have, have a great impact on you. Um, but what did, what, what did you say about, um, I, I so just um, bringing that back, yeah. Just uh, like all the streaming services, uh, services that we have nowadays, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, HBO, all those things. Um, do you think there's a point where this is getting to be too much content? Do you think this is really kind of like how much? Just it's making sure that people waste their time. You know, it's making sure that people don't do anything. Um, and do you think it's a bad thing or a good thing? I can see two sides to it. But well, I think that and and this is actually something that uh, I've thought about doing with the bro down. Um, but, you know, what are people really watching and how far are they really willing to go outside of pop culture and what's supposed to be good and what's supposed to be popular to find anything else that's new? You know, it's like we all watch yeah. Stranger Things because everybody loves Stranger Things. We watch Game yeah. of Thrones because everybody loves Game of Thrones. But, you know, mm-hmm. somebody people have been telling me I need to watch Peaky Blinders forever. And I'm like, when when am I going to watch Peaky Blinders? I'm sorry. I don't have time to like sit down and yeah, watch I don't that have show. Time to do it. If I started yeah. it, I'd probably get upset with it and just get it done but there's a lot of those shows like that that i really don't have the time to watch and i and i wish i did but um yeah it's interesting and this is with movies as well um and music i mean there's there's a lot of a lot of movies and music like i was at the theater the other day man i've got so many points that i want to make going on uh apologies um but it's okay to uh, spread them out keep them yeah, going spread them out uh but there was <laughs> it's uh, beautiful what's happening here i'm so let you go <laughs> there was a lady at the theater the other day and me and uh me and mom were going to see uh, downsizing um and we were talking about what else we could see because the line was really long and we yeah. didn't know if we were going to make it in time and we were like oh maybe all the money in the world and mom was like maybe greatest showman and i was like yeah i'd be willing to do that and then the lady in front of us kind of chips in she's like you know what'd be really good is you should go see that father figures and i was just like oh <laughs> oh no is that the, that's the will ferrell uh no oh, no gosh. not even dude it's not even that because i would maybe be willing to go see that it's the ed helms and owen wilson one where they're going to seek oh, out their fathers no. and i was like lady oh you know like what in what world do you think that that looks like a good movie and I'm that's fine i understand that yeah, there's yeah. i understand that there's you know people that just go to movies and they're simply just entertained they don't look at it that critically and that's fine but it's just sometimes it's so hilarious like the just the movies that come out and the trailer's hilarious and people just, Oh, that looks good. And they just go to the movie and I'm like, it's the old fashioned people, man. You know, there's a new, there's a new generation right now that pays attention to rotten tomatoes and you know, all the new trailers on YouTube and everything that's supposed to be good. So we all, we pay attention to those movies. You see a a commercial for father figures. You're like, cool. Maybe I'll, maybe that'll be on Netflix in a year or something. Yeah. I'm not going to go watch that. And then, I'm not going to go to the theater to watch it. There's the new Alien movie coming out, or there's the new blah, blah, blah coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, that's interesting, because there is still, 
a generation of people that were like, oh, I think that did look good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, we'll and then, see that. But then there's these amazing movies, like All the Money in the World was so good. Lady Bird was so good. And nobody goes and sees them because they're like the art yeah. house films that nobody that nobody cares about. And so they don't they don't make as much money as a movie like Father Figures that is just horrible. Like, you know? Yeah. It's it's crazy the the patience. And you know, and music is much the same, and I'm very guilty of this. But you know, just the hits. I don't really care about anything else just play the hits for me i don't i don't need to yeah. branch out too far and and it sucks because i used to be somebody that that tried to seek out and find new music and good music um but anymore i mean i listen to so many podcasts and stuff i don't even listen to music that much so i kind of just have yeah. the same old playlist and i just listen to those all the time um but that's i mean that's really difficult for for people that are musicians and artists to try to get no their, music's tough try to get I'm, their I'm content playing a out show there here soon um, playing a, a show here soon and I was thinking about doing a cover song and I was like, ah, oh, what, you know, what cover should I do? And then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, I'll do a really popular song that people like. And I was like, what, what's popular <laughs> right now? Yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to music in forever. Like I'm still thinking about, I don't know, Justin Timberlake's hit from 2011 or something. <laughs> you know? Oh, people still like that song, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so you got to play the hits, know. man. We did a, we did a big karaoke night up in, uh, up in big sky. Spent the, spent the week with a group, good, uh, mutual friend of ours, um, and, and their family. And we did a big karaoke night and the joke that, uh, a good friend, Darren small and I had together was just play the hits. You know, you try to branch <laughs> out and you do, you do something different. Everybody's like, Oh, that was fun. And then you uh, step back fun. up. And you sing, you know, Michael Bublé feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to do Michael Bublé feeling good. And everybody's like, oh, that's it. You know, you sing some lame yeah. is and everybody's like, oh, okay, there it is. But then you bump, you know, you jump in and try to do Wild Wild West. And people are like, mm, not so. Uh, not that. Wild Wild West. Just the hits. Yeah. Just the hits. So. Just Bono. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, so, yeah, that's basically the conversation I wanted to have. I just think that. uh there's, I was just thinking about that the other day because there's just so many shows, so many things that you could watch. And I watch a lot of them, but like you said, I kind of just watch the ones that are making noise and I seem to always love them. Um, like, I'm sure people might be disappointed about this. Uh, Mad Men, the show, I never, I never gave it a shot. I never even looked at it because I think when it first was around, maybe I was watching Dexter and then I got into Breaking Bad and then I'm really into animes. So I was watching all that. Um, cause I'm just, I'm really into animes and, um, uh, but yeah, it's it just, I never had time to do it. And then, you know, Duh, Nishio. sorry, Duh, Nishio. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, there's just, there's so much content out there and I, I hear people talking about it and I'm like, man, is this a, is this a good or a bad thing? I, you know, I think it's bad because maybe it takes up people's time too much, but also it's really good television. It's the best television we've ever gotten. Like a show well, like Westworld is, is out of, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's out of this world. Like it's, it's incredible. It's so, it's so well made, um, compared to shows like, you know, back in the day, I think one of the first great shows that came out was probably lost besides the ending, but one of those shows, uh, and Star Trek, um, mm. next gen, those types of shows. But now we have like a million of those. Yeah. Just like a million there, kind of the same there level. is there is something to be said about the classics. You know, there are those those shows that that were really classic in their in their era and their time. Um I know that one that like everybody talked about is the Sopranos. 
And I tried to watch about the first two seasons of The Sopranos, and it was really good. I just kind of lost interest a little bit, and I totally understand that that was like the first big HBO miniseries that really just you know took off, and it was like The Sopranos kind of reshaped what uh, you know what those premium channels could do with television. And so I understood like why why it's useful, but it definitely was kind of like well, and it's the same thing with Mad Men. You know, I've gone through a Mad Men phase. I didn't actually end up finishing it but you know at what point are you like do i need to rewatch this stuff or do i just try to get the new content that's coming out and i think that it's it's gonna come up with it's gonna come to this point where you know the major networks fox nbc abc cbs they're gonna have to make a decision where okay we just need to latch on to these streaming services because nobody cares about cable anymore. Literally, the only reason that I would get cable is so that I could watch sports. That's the only reason. Yeah. And as soon you know, as that's why, yeah, I do league pass, and then exactly. I have I have an antenna. I bought an antenna this year, so I just have the four major channels, and I watch Sunday football and the Golden Globes and the Oscars or whatever. Oh and, yeah, those uh, big events like that too. You know, but, but that's it. That's I'm not getting not going to get cable. Like, I'm yeah. not gonna. Why would I pay for that? I pay for Netflix and um, Amazon. Hulu and HBO and everything. You know, I do. I, I do actually Net- don't pay for. I do Netflix and then I do the HBO <laughs> now and then I do um, the Amazon Prime. So, yeah. I think I steal mom's Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Should I say that on a podcast? Are they going to get me now? What, Netflix? Yeah. They're not going to listening. No, I have three people leeching off mine. It's no biggie. Ooh. Huh? Just just people? Katie and Kyle and Jimmy and somebody else. And then just a guy that you met sometime. Maybe it was Steve. I can't remember. Anyway, let's move on to your bro down. Yeah, okay. That, that so a, that was a nice twenty minute. Yeah, we can, there. it's a long one. So maybe 15. maybe we will just make this the quick anecdote and then we can move on. Um but so I, I it's a couple months ago I had this idea and it comes it came back to that line from Fight Club where he has the conversation with Tyler Durden and he says you might be the most the most interesting single serving conversation I've ever had or the most interesting single serving person I've ever met and it's just for that one moment in time you have that conversation and it was very interesting and very great and then you just leave and you don't care anymore and i love conversations like that it's just the best i was at uh, my gym and i went and took a hot tub and there was just this older gentleman sitting in there and him and i just started talking about technology and the way that it's going to influence society and we started talking about if they, you know they started putting like nano chips in our brain and we could start you know using that as a cell phone and like all this stuff and this guy and i just went down i mean we went down the rabbit hole talking about technology <laughs> like black mirror type stuff and uh it was it was just so fun him and him and i were having a blast and so i was i just kept thinking about that and i've been trying to have more random conversations with strangers just spark up conversations wherever i am and i was in big sky and i was snowboarding this last week and um nobody wanted to go with me in the morning um they either sleep in or hurt and all that stuff and so i was like okay well i'm just gonna go and so i went out by myself for quite a few hours and i kept hitting the single line and so you get in with quicker and then I kept jumping on and just starting conversations with people on the lift and I had a lot of great conversations but um, I talked to this nice older couple and we were having a conversation there from Florida or something just joking around talking about our lives and everything and then it kind of hit a little bit of a lull and I looked at him and I said so what room you guys staying in oh gosh (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that's perfect. I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. But I was oh, thinking God. about... <laughs> Oh man, I was I wanted to do it all day because I kept thinking to myself, how hilarious would it be to be on a chairlift, oh. a situation where you can't get out of? So what room are you guys staying in? And then so what's your said, social? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask him just kind of like a subtly, you know, like like subtly ask a question that's just a Say little too nice personal. Way, you know, what room are you guys in? They're like, do I? I don't want to tell this guy what Ooh, room we're in. <laughs> do I tell that guy? Do I tell? And then one of them slips it, and then the part, and then that stirs a fight. Exactly. Know? Yeah. They're gonna then like, New Year's Eve is ruined. You told that guy our room number. <laughs> you told that guy our room number. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then, sure enough, knock on the door, twelve oh one. Boom! There Surprise. he is. Happy New Year! You guys want some apple cider? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. no, I love that. I. uh I think living out here in Los Angeles, public transportation was something that I used to use. Uh, when I first got out here, especially now I kind of drive everywhere or I Uber. Um, but in the first few years out here, Uber and Lyft wasn't quite as big. And so I would take the bus and I would take the train here and there. And, uh, if you're willing to go out of your way to talk to a stranger, if you're willing to just start a conversation, it can lead to just an awesome time. Sometimes it doesn't lead to an awesome time. All of a sudden the person you're talking to is like, it's <laughs> <starts> like freaking <laughs> yeah. out on the train. You're like, Oh, I'm talking to, okay. Um, but you know, most of the time you have a great conversation, you learn something about yourself and then you get off that train, the door closes and they're gone. You never <laughs> you know? see and them again. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, and it is, yeah, it's a cool thing. And I think, I think it's just more of a, more of a case of just being open. You know, being yeah. open enough to do that. Cause I feel like a lot of people aren't, uh, as open people are, are more reserved, more closed off to that kind of situation. And when you stir up conversations with those people, then you'll get the people that are reserved and are like, Oh, uh, and are kind of nervous at first. But then if you open that floodgate and they start talking, then you realize like, Oh wow, they had something to talk about. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, man. Just the outside, outside world. <laughs> And it feels like most people do really want to have a conversation like in moments yeah. like that, especially like on a chairlift or something. If you're sitting there together for that extended period of time, it seems like they do want to have a conversation. You know what I mean? So it's, but everybody's it's, scared to initiate. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. All you have to do is initiate the conversation and then people are generally have, have a lot of fun with it. So, all right. Well, what do you say we move on there? Diggs? Huh? Get into the office. Um, so I'm just going to say what I, what I think about the office, um, my general thoughts on it. Um, in my opinion, the office is the funniest TV show that has ever existed. Um, I don't know if a lot of people would agree with that. I think that a lot of people of our generation would totally agree, but I don't think there's ever been a show that people identified with as much as the office because it's such a simple idea and it is so hilarious and the mockumentary feel just absolutely kills it. Um, so 
for me, I think I think that for our generation, The Office is the funniest show that's ever existed, and I don't I don't know what could possibly come up and dethrone it. Um, and a lot of that has to do with one person. Um, I think that there mm-hmm. are things that have come out that are close to as funny. I think that Parks and Rec is up there. Um, I think that Curb Your Enthusiasm is very close uh, to being as funny as The Office. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm may be the smartest show on TV, um, but I uh, yeah, The Office is the best in my opinion, and it's yeah. and it's it's a level a level up, you know, everybody else is operating on, you know, level two and the office is like, we're on the next one. So I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. I think, uh, parks and rec kind of played off of the office and it did a really good job, but it's still, it still doesn't even match. Like it doesn't even come close. Uh, I think it may be a different generation might argue friends. Um, Maybe that, you know, because I mean, that's a very popular show. Uh, but I, I completely agree. This was a show that, like, my first iPod that I ever got, I had seasons one through four on that iPod, and I would just watch it all the time. Um, that was just my, The Office was just the best. And growing up, and now having it on Netflix all these years, I think we've had this conversation before, but when it comes to starting a new show, or just watching something else. Starting a new show is often such a hassle. And most nights I find myself just putting on The Office. You know, there's so many times where I end up just going, I'd rather watch that. Because it is. It is just... It is just the best. It is just the best. Like, simply... Simply dusty. No, simply, uh, simply the best. You know, it's amazing. If you and if you ask, if you put on season two, episode one of The Office, it's so hard to not stop. Like I know. once you get going, you're like, oh, okay, I'll just go through till when Michael leaves. You know, like yeah. it's just that's just how it is. Um, so I, I don't think that I I haven't seen a show as much as I've seen The Office for sure. And it's funny because you bring up Parks so. and Rec, and I think that that's the difference between Parks and Rec and The Office is that you have a plethora of characters in Parks and Rec that are all equally as funny as each other. And it makes that show great because no matter who Mm -hmm. you go to, it's hilarious. But then you have the office and you have great supporting actors. Everybody's pretty awesome. But then Michael Scott is the funniest character. He's the funniest character to, to ever be on television. He really is. Steve Carell is outstanding. I think that we said that too. I think that we talked about that before. I think that Michael Scott is the funniest character ever created. There's there's nothing funnier to me than and Michael Scott. He should Scott. win an award. He, he should, should win he would, the funniest character ever award. <laughs> yeah, funny, <laughs> you know? funniest character ever. Hey, well, let's give it Professor to him. Jones. We can try to get it out to him somehow. But me and you should create some sort of award and try to at least just send it to him. Send in it like to Steve Carell. Terribly duct taped box <laughs> with like crayon. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, like yeah. News, like newspaper magazine clippings, funniest character ever. <laughs> Soiled by the dog. Jeez, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, looks a little oh, serial gosh. killer-ish, guys. <laughs> we um, just love you. But no, I think that he is. He's favorite he's funniest character ever. Nobody's ever been funnier than him. Not even, you know. Not even Mike Myers in Wayne's World or something. I still think no. that Michael Scott is superior. So, sorry, everybody else. There's nobody better. But There isn't, you know. Maybe somebody will come along someday, but right now, there's just nobody. I feel like Michael Scott's my best friend, you know. I've watched him so much. I'm just like, he's like a personal friend of mine. 
every time I watch him, I'm just like, Hey Mike. <laughs> oh yeah, totally, man. I feel like I could just walk up and get to know Michael Scott and the progression of Michael Scott is one of the, one of the most amazing things in that show because in the first season, there's something, maybe it's the hair, maybe it's just the way that he is, but you don't actually like Michael in the first season. Like he yeah. is, he's detestable. Like you really do not like him he's because he's really so annoying. annoying. Boss. Yeah. He's yeah. so annoying. And then in the second season, they, I think that they try to, he, he becomes endearing and you start to mm-hmm. really enjoy Michael and start to love him. And it's kind of one of those things he's like, Oh He's such an idiot, but he's already, you know, like they, he's yeah, just they the humanize best. him, man. They make you realize like, oh, he's just like a just a normal guy. Yeah, yeah, you he's know? just a normal guy and he just doesn't doesn't really understand life. Um, but I think I think it's amazing how how they really found that fine line of making Michael so annoying but making us fall in love with him and always care about what Michael is going through because And he goes through heartbreak. He goes through heartbreak and he goes through horrible situations, but he He's just so great in the, in the, and just the most awkward situations, Scott's tots, you know, it's just like, Oh gosh. Is that referencing anything you're going to bring up? Uh, no, it's an honorable mention for me. So we're going to do favorite character, favorite scene, favorite line, favorite episode, uh, in a, in a minute here. But, um, yeah, I, he, he is ridiculous. And I think that, I think some of the best comedy comes from the interviews that they do with each of the individual characters. And so, so much of the time they'll splice Michael Scott being interviewed by the people that are doing this uh, documentary about Dunder Mifflin paper company. And he has the funniest one-liners and funniest monologues ever. And he says some of the stupidest things, but it's just, it's unreal. It's amazing. So it is. Yeah. (laughs) The and first then, you season, know even just because I know that this isn't actually your favorite episode or anything, but one of my favorite episodes at the beginning is the basketball episode. Yep. Yep. Is that, that's not your favorite yeah. episode, is it? No, no, it's no, a, yeah. it's an honorable mention though. Yeah, definitely. That's, Cause that one's really good when like Stanley gets the ball and he sucks at dribbling and Michael's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, yesterday before, uh, cause me and all my coworkers went and played basketball. Uh, th- we had this huge group chat going on. And I sent a GIF right before it to everybody of Michael dunking on the hoop several times. And then it shows, uh, what's his name? Just like jack up the hoop. <laughs> so it's like down at child's height. And then oh, right after yeah. Michael dunks, it, he just like jacks up the hoop to 10 feet. Um, yeah, I just, I, th- yeah, that episode's incredible, man. And like, yeah, I was dribbling like Stanley for a minute <laughs> like, on the court. Just cause. But then you, you have know, same whole, team Dwight. I said yeah. that. <laughs> but then you also you have know? like that little moment where, where Jim's like pretty good at basketball and he yeah. like dominates Roy and uh, you see the kind of like tension going on. I don't know. It's, it's a really well-made show. I mean, it it's funny because it's like the show is so hilarious, but it is so good too. Like oh, the romance so well between so Jim well and Pam is incredible. Why don't we just bust into favorite? favorite character favorite scene favorite all let's that do it. let's just yeah. do it because i don't want to blow anything that you're gonna say and um, i don't want to dance around anything yeah let's just keep it let's keep so it rolling we did talk about michael scott because we, we decided that we wanted to, to both just say that michael scott is the best part of this show and i think that it significantly dropped in quality after michael left and that's you know that's not to the detriment of those guys i mean not to no, say anything no, bad about everybody fault. else it's, it's just, just he was just such a 
a you know shining star of that show. He yeah, held it one, together. Once he left, there was just a large vacuum. You know, it's like, how do you fill this? There's a know. huge gap to fill, and they did a pretty good job. You yeah, know, they, but they did. It's what never going to be as good. They did what they could, but it was once he was gone. It's like, okay, we're on our way out. Um, but so we decided to come up with our favorite characters out of um, the like kind of the secondary cast. Pretty much anybody. Everybody Michael. but Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I want I want to hear you start though because I, I want to I want to hear what you have to say and then well, I do mine. There's only for me. There's only a few ways to go with this. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Stanley. I love Kevin. I love Andy. Uh, I love all of them. Uh, but I just, I, there, there was only two characters that I danced between just because they have such a significant place in my heart. And I went with Jim because, uh, he is just, there's so many scenes in this show that are so crucial for him to be in or else the scene wouldn't have worked, especially a lot of the stuff that happens with Dwight. Like if Jim wouldn't have been there to set that up or just the reactions from Jim make everything just a little bit funnier. And then also he provides the dude that everybody understands all of us guys that are watching this show with the, you know, the romance between him and Pam, you just feel for him so much. He plays such just a, a, he's just a good hearted dude, you know, and you can tell he's not crazy. He's just trying his hardest and he's working his way through life. Just like the rest of us. He's like the only normal guy in the office. He's the straight uh, man. Yeah, he's just the normal, the normal guy, and yeah. uh, and I love him. So yeah, they he's, they he's bounce they bounce all the humor off of Jim because Jim is funny and like he's a funny guy himself. But I he think is. that everybody is so wacky and ridiculous, and Jim is the grounded human being that we're all like. That's kind of where I think I would be sitting in all of this. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of us dudes try to recognize ourselves as Jim. I'm probably more of like Andy and Michael mixed, but um. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> Michael but, with the anger issues. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, Jim Jim is incredible, and I think that I think that he does represent that straight man for the group that everybody kind of you know he just he's everybody what relies we would on see in ourselves. Um, straight edge good, and just a nice and nice guy. And that's I don't I don't know if that would be in your, any of your favorite scenes, but um, I think that I think that one of the best parts of the entire show are the running bits and the running pranks on Dwight. That see, that, I, so I I wanted to bring this up actually, and I think this is this is a good time to do it. Um, and I know you probably can't, you might not be able to pick if you can't remember them all, but I wanted to ask you what is your favorite prank that Jim plays on Dwight? Yeah, I uh, I had the same I had the same thought. Can I idea? Um, Hold on. I, I had it and then I kind of just it kind of just left my mind. You go ahead. You say yours. Uh, my favorite one is I mean, there's a there's a million of them. Uh, you know, when he like he puts like Dwight's stuff in the vending machine <laughs> or like, you know, all those little ones. But uh, my favorite one is actually when he comes in and he impersonates Dwight um, and he got all the stuff for like eleven dollars at some store. And he's like he starts with question. What kind of bears our best. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. I forget what Dwight says. He's like, well, that can't be possible. And he goes wrong. Black bear. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> fact bears eat beets. Bears beats. Beats. Battle Star Star Galactica. Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> I love like that whole exchange. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I just, I, I find that so funny. Um, no, I, I agree. When, 
Yeah, I mean, just like all those are so funny. But I, 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 I it, it left my mind for a minute, but I got mine back. That one is very good. Um, I think that my favorite, and I think it's part of the cold open. I think it starts the show off, and it's Jim discussing how there's that experiment in which they get like dogs to salivate at the sound of a bell. And he does that thing on his computer where it's like, da-na-na. and every time he gives uh, Dr- Dwight an Altoid and Dwight <laughs> just <laughs> keeps doing it. And it comes to the point where he actually just reaches his hand out and Jim's like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? And Dwight has like, he's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that one. That one's really funny. And um, this is so I'll, I'll bring it. I actually had a different character that I was going to say was my favorite because I thought you would pick Dwight. Um, but Dwight, Dwight is my favorite secondary character besides Michael. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that Dwight is the other almost as funny as Michael part. I think that mm-hmm. Dwight is probably funnier than any character in Parks and Rec, too. Maybe Ron Swanson's up there. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that Dwight is hilarious. And this is kind of role reversal. Um, but one of my favorite Dwight moments is when um, they have the snowball fight. I think it's like somewhere in like season five or six or something like that. <laughs> and he, like, he sets up all the snowmen outside and Jim's walking through them and so terrified. And then he's just standing on the roof watching it all go down and he's like it turns out the greatest punishment is fear itself or something i can't remember what he says but it's so dark and it's so serious and it's just oh man dwight is just such a weird messed up individual but he he is is so amazing you know the assistant volunteer deputy sheriff (laughs) assistant to the regional manager and when he's got that um what is it like the guardian angels? Like they're, they're not the guardian angels, but they're, you know, they all come in with their black outfits on and like the, <laughs> it's so stupid. He's so weird. And just all the, you know, uh, the, the beet farming and you know, when they go to his house and they Mo's. stay like, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's all amazing and it's all hilarious. And yet again, somehow they make you care about Dwight. I mean, it's not yeah, quite, somehow they make him human too. Yeah. yeah, it's not quite to the level that they can because they can't really bring him back um, because he is Dwight is a little too far <laughs> off. You don't end up really <laughs> like caring about Dwight as much. But I know he some of the best moments in the show are Dwight for sure, because he has some of the funniest moments. I have I have one, but I don't I don't know if I want to say it because I don't think that it would be your favorite line. Remember, but, remember when he's on the medicine ball and he he <laughs> and Jim stabs it with a stabs knife. Stabs it, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Would uh, I don't I don't know if I'm blind. Is, is your favorite line by? Let's Dwight? just do favorite lines. Let's no, yeah, yeah. My favorite line is by Dwight. Yeah. Okay. Well, you go go ahead with your favorite line then. All right. So my favorite line. Uh, what is my perfect crime? I break into Tiffany's at midnight. Do I go for the vault? No, I go for the chandelier. It's priceless. As I'm taking it down, a woman catches me. She tells me to stop. It's her father's business. She's Tiffany. I say no. We make love all night. In the morning, the cops come and I escape in one of their uniforms. I tell her to meet me in Mexico, but I go to Canada. I don't trust her. Besides, (laughs) I like the cold. 30 years later, I get a postcard. I have a son, and he's the chief of police. This is where the story gets interesting, actually. I tell Tiffany to meet me in Paris by the Trocadero. She's been waiting for me all these years. She's never taken another lover. I don't care. I don't show up. I go to Berlin. That's where I stash the chandelier. <laughs> Dude, it, it starts. That starts. I, I, I don't know. That is so 
out of nowhere. I don't even know what episode it's from. I, I, I don't remember Do what know? it is. It's like at the end of an episode two, I think, or something. That's and it's, it I'm so, so glad because that out of nowhere. That is definitely by far the best white moment in the whole thing. You know, it is and just it's, like so out there. Such and that a was, funny. <laughs> that was that was one of three lines. That was one of three lines that I I had for favorite line. And so I'm glad that you used that yeah. one because I was I was debating between two. Um, and yeah, it was it was very very close for me. I just love it, man. She's never yeah. taken another lover. <laughs> <laughs> I go to Mexico. I don't trust her. <laughs> oh, Tells her to go to Canada. That was yeah, oh, that's, yeah. So yeah, that's that's my favorite. If if you're listening to this, uh, because you know I just read that whole thing, but just look up Dwight. What is my perfect crime on YouTube and watch that scene because the way he delivers it is just so so funny. He it's amazing. Is, he delivers it absolutely fantastically. So um, I actually so I'm gonna I'm gonna bust mine out and I have to look at it on my phone. So I apologize. You can't see me anymore. Um, but David, I think, David, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this is probably the most obvious obvious one in the show. But it's still it has to be said. Um, so Jim, you're six eleven and you weigh ninety pounds. Gumby has a better body than you. Boom, roasted. Dwight, you're a kiss ass. Boom, roasted. Pam, you failed art school. Boom, roasted. Mary you've slept with so many guys you're starting to look like one boom roasted kevin i can't decide between a fat joke and a dumb joke boom roasted creed your teeth called your breast stinks boom roasted angela where's angela whoa there you are i didn't see you there behind that grain of rice boom roasted stanley you crush your wife during when you're making love and your heart sucks boom roasted oscar oscar you're gay <laughs> andy cornell called they think you suck and you're gayer than oscar boom roasted and then everybody laughs and enjoys the moment because it's hilarious and stanley especially thought his moment was hilarious and then michael says yeah he does it weirdly all right everybody you know you know i kid you know i kid but you guys are the reason i went into the paper business so uh good night god bless god bless america and get home safe and that oh. that to me is one of the absolute most amazing moments in the show because it represents, you know, Michael. And that was one of my favorite episodes. Not quite my favorite episode is the Mike, the roast of Michael Scott, but he says that and he absolutely proves to everybody in that office that he is so much funnier, you know, like in oh, one know, moment yeah. he, he nails them all and says the best joke about every single what's one the, of them. The, the whole plot of that is like, Everybody, it's a roast against Michael, but then it ends up going too far. Like, you know, people really get, well, he just kind of can't handle it. He gets his feelings hurt because everybody kind of goes far against him. And yeah, I think it's one of those moments where you're kind of like, maybe everybody went a little too far. He kind of asked for it though. And, um, yeah, he asked for it. Um, Oscar does the whole Spanish thing. He's like, I can't say I these just, things in English, so he just does a whole Spanish thing. I just said what I usually say in the car on the ride home. Um, but I mean that that is amazing. Yeah. And then at the end, you know, like get home safe, uh, God bless, God bless America, and drive home, whatever. Yeah, uh, I just I love that the little sign off that he does at the end, and it just he, he is just he's a classy individual, and he knocks that one out of the park. He takes it personal, kind of embarrasses himself, but he comes back and redeems himself in such a big way. And so that was that was close to my favorite 
scene, but I decided to go with my favorite line because I think it, I think it was one of the funniest moments of the show and also um, one of the coolest moments of the show too. But I think that the funniest, my favorite personal roast that he put in there is create your teeth called your breath stinks. <laughs> I know your breath stinks. <laughs> Stanley, your heart sucks. <laughs> Man, yeah, but yeah. That create, was create your breath call your breath stings. I want to use that. <laughs> I, <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's, that's one of my but. favorite. That, that's one of my favorite all time office lines. Like that one's that one's too good. Um, but I mean, there's so many. There's so many good lines. I think that another one that I thought about doing was the um, when they give the, when they give Michael the the names of girls that he should call, and uh, they give the number for Wendy's. <laughs> Oh my god! You know, I'll take a I'll take a frosty and a baked potato. It's like we'll just keep it ready for me. Yeah. It's ready now. We'll set it aside. <laughs> Hangs up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> when he finally um, figures when he finally figures out it's not a girl, he just orders. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, and just to just to keep going because we did favorite character and favorite scene, or excuse me, favorite line. And um, I wanted to bring up my the character that I thought about using as my favorite character. If you did Dwight, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I was trying to think between you know like Kevin was up there, and uh, you know I, like Pam has some really great moments, and uh, there's a lot of Andy's obviously great. He kind of has like a little bit of a downer era, um, but I ended up going with Creed. Um, and yeah. I know that it's an it's an off choice because Creed doesn't necessarily have um, that many moments, but I think that that's what makes him so beautiful is that he's this wild card element to the show, and they use him just enough that when he comes in, he comes in with a zinger, and it is amazing. And so I wrote down a bunch of his lines, and I'll end with the funniest. Um, there's one where the kids come up, and he says, have you seen a foot with four toes? And starts taking off his sock. Uh, <laughs> and then, if I can't scuba, then what's this all about? What have I been working toward? Why is there? And then they're talking about how they uh, the bathroom is racist. Why is there a picture of a white man on the door then? Um, and then, oh, I know exactly what that smell that smell is. Mung beans, very nutritious, but they smell like death. <laughs> and then when I keep the, some in my desk drawer. <laughs> and then they're talking. Which one's Pam? <laughs> um, oh, I know. It's been there forever. Which one's Pam? <laughs> you're paying way too much for worms man who's your worm guy <laughs> yeah and worm guy this this is this was the other number three for me so there was two two of the lines which we already talked about and this is my number three um so creed says i'm not offended by homosexuality in the 60s i made love to many women often outdoors in the mud and the rain it's possible a man slipped in there'd be no way of knowing <laughs> i love that i love that too because it's just like there'd be no way there'd be no way of knowing <laughs> it's just, just in, in like the it's, mud it's like it's such a fact. many you know in the mud uh <laughs> there'd be no way of knowing. just such a wild person in the 60s or seven in the 60s that he just would have no way of knowing what he did i don't know that was one of the funniest that was one of the funniest lines I in that Creed. show ever you, and i i dude i agree that one yeah that line came up to me um did you know that creed bratton's name in real life is creed bratton no way yeah the actor's I, name is creed bratton i did not know that isn't that so funny? 
That's that's amazing, man. And most of them do have the same names. Um, like Angela has the same name, but he has the same full name. <laughs> yeah, same full. Most of them just use their first name. Um, yeah. But gosh, that's that's incredible. That's amazing. I know. That's I found that out today. I thought that that's was, just I thought his that was hilarious. Name. But yeah, anyway. it's funny that it's funny that Ryan didn't really come up in in anything. You know. <laughs> Yeah, right. Ryan's <laughs> awful, man. He's probably my least favorite character. You think? By far. I yeah. think that he was so funny in the first season when, or when like he's the just first the temp. Like two seasons when he's just the temp. Like, he's so funny. I guess that they just have funny things that happen to Ryan. Like, the Ryan started the fire yeah. bit. That was one of my favorites, too. But oh, I don't want to spoil yeah. anything. So let's go. You go ahead. Do your favorite scene now. Well, BJ Novak is one of the what the he's writers, one of the writers. producers. Yeah, I, the writers. he initially started writing and producing it. Um, I think he was the only writer that was in the show. Me, well, we actually had a talk about this the other day about sometimes I don't really like it when writers of a project have to star in their own things. I guess not star, but like he had to be in it. And I don't really know the conversation that took place with him and how he got into the show and stuff. Apparently they thought he was funny enough and he's pretty funny, but like he kind of works his way into like a main ish character. And there's certain things that you're just like, eh, okay. It's kind of like the show girls. I didn't really watch it at all. I watched, it's funny. We were watching an episode and I was like, what episode is this Leanna? She was like, Oh, this is the series finale. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I've seen any of this, but, uh, the main girl in girls, uh, she, Leah she's the writer of it. Yeah, Leah Dunham, and she stars in it as well. And before I knew that, Leanna asked me, she was like, so who's your favorite character in here? And I was like, well, it's definitely not the main girl. I don't like her at all. I just didn't like her acting. And then I found out she was a writer, and I was like, oh, well, she had to star in it. But I don't know, I think there's something to be said about like people that have a passion project and they kind of have to be in it. And yeah. sometimes maybe it's not the best decision. Um, yeah. But maybe a lot of people like it. I don't know. I completely agree in the sense that I think that Ryan was really funny and at the beginning and then he gets it's like they had to have him be something wacky and he never really was that, you know, like after he's just not a wacky guy. Yeah. After he got in big trouble for being the boss and stuff, I think that after that, he should have just gone away or done something else because then he becomes part of the sideshow again. And you're like, well, that you never mm-hmm. really were. You were kind of this professional guy that I don't know. It just seemed mm-hmm. a little weird. So that that's, that's a big, that's a big part of the show that I definitely, I remember thinking I'm not that on board with whatever Ryan does after like season four or something. Um, but yeah, yeah. Agreed. Um, how about I go ahead with my favorite scene here? Um, and Sounds I'll, good. and I'll let you do yours after, uh, my favorite scene, there's so many good things and there's honestly like a lot of like sentimental and emotional moments in the show that, um, I mean, maybe we could have done favorite funny scene and favorite emotional scene. Um, but yeah, I went with I think something that could have been better. I went with the scene that no matter how many times I watch it, I still end up crying laughing because it's just the funniest thing ever and it is the moment when there's a bat in the office and (laughs) Meredith gets it stuck on her head (laughs) and then Dwight takes a bag and puts it over her head and traps Meredith and traps the bat in there oh gosh I mean that is the most ridiculous thing ever because (laughs) what does he say when he leaves you can thank me later or or you're welcome or something it's like oh you just trapped a bat on my head that was horrible. 
that's another example of Dwight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that scene is, no matter how many times I've seen it, I will cry laughing every time because it is just, you know, unbelievably hilarious. It's incredible. It really is. No, man. Yeah, that that's a good call. I was thinking you were either going to do that, uh, the bat scene, or the, the fire. The opening scene of the, uh, I forget, what is that, the stress relief one? Where Dwight actually does the the real fire. And does, oh like, the yeah, smoke and he's and, like, like heating, heats heating up the door up the handles. And, yeah, that and is Stanley really has a funny. Heart attack. I always loved when Michael just books it. I know. Well, he breaks the maybe window. That's a, and just maybe goes, that's a different. Help! Help! <laughs> oh no, it's because the first one is an actual fire, and Michael books it out, and he's like, "Yeah, the first one out. <laughs> um, we'll be yeah. children first, but." Um, I think that, uh, yeah, that second one is amazing because Michael's freaking out and then Stanley has the the trouble and yeah. And then that leads into one of my other favorite scenes in which, uh, well, you go ahead, you say yours because I don't, I don't want to blow yours. So I don't know if that's well, it no, or not. Dude, you, uh, you hit it on the head, man. Uh, there was two ways you could go funniest scene or sentimental. And this podcast was working out beautifully because I went uh, sentimental. Oh, um, nice. Except for I couldn't figure out which scene was my favorite, to be honest. There's two. So I, I kind of want to just talk about both of them. Do you go Jim and Pam? Um, yeah. Oh, nice. So uh, Casino Night. Hilarious episode. End of second season. And Jim just walks straight up to Pam and goes, I'm in love with you. And it's like, he finally says it. Um, I just watched both of these before this, actually. I still have a box of tissues sitting here. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> He says, I'm in love with you. And she's like, what do you expect me to say to that? Um, I just, and just needed- that whole encounter. And uh, I just, yeah, I just needed to tell you. And she's, and then she says something. I forget. She's, I don't know, something about ruining their friendship. And he's like, I'm sorry to ruin your idea of the friendship or Doesn't something like she, that. She says, uh, I don't know if you misunderstood our our friendship. Yeah, that's it. And then he says, I'm sorry, I misunderstood our friendship and walks away all hurt. Yeah. And then she's talking, um, well, sorry. It, well, yeah. So, well, yeah, then she's talking on the phone to her mom and then you kind of hear Pam go, I think I do. Or like, yeah, I think so. And you kind of get the feeling that her mom's asking, well, do you love him? You know, that kind of thing. And like, so you hear Pam say that. And then Jim walks in kind of creepily, actually kind of just walks in like a zombie. But then he sne- he basically just walks straight up to her and kisses her. And then the season ends. It's giving me goosebumps right now, to be honest. No, me um, too, man. And it's just like, you, you said it earlier, but this show is the funniest show on television, but it also has a way of just almost shoving it right back in your face and mm-hmm. hits you out of nowhere, out of nowhere with that scene where you're like, oh my gosh. You know, like, such a cliffhanger. Um, and so I paired that with, uh, so there's like the heartbreaking scene and then there's the, you know, the joyful scene of, um, the interview episode where Jim and, uh, what's, uh, wait, Jim and Ann? No, not Ann Perkins. <laughs> um, what's her name in, what's her name in the office? Oh gosh. I keep, I forget what her name is in the office. Cause I, I was just watching Parks and Rec and I can't stop thinking of Ann. Ann Perkins. Whatever we need to know. Is. We need to know. Pam 2.0. Pam 2.0. Um, but yeah, and then uh, Michael's interviewing for it as well, or whatever. And so, gosh, that's a hilarious interview between Jim and um, 
the CEO guy, David Wallace, because he's like, so this is a long-term position. So long-term, <laughs> where you see yourself <laughs> in 10 years. Uh, but you know, I'm then, sorry to interrupt, but I, I am ahead. always fascinated with David Wallace. I don't, I love that actor. Like that guy just too. seems like he is the ultimate guy that you would just, you're like happy to have him over for dinner or something. You know, yeah. I love David Walls. He seems like the most great approachable figure. And, yeah, great, great boss, great guy. Yeah. Well, he's good. and then you see him in Jurassic World. I remember when I first started Jurassic World and he was their dad. I was like, nice. I like that guy. He's just a very warm guy. So long term, long term, <laughs> where you see yourself. <laughs> that's um, such a random, random line that you and I have said so many times. It is. And that's so the thing times. is that everybody probably has like a different experience with this show because there's inside jokes that you and I have with this show that other people would like, nobody would know that long term. Nobody. nobody knows that, you so, know, long term. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the, yeah, then it goes on and, uh, just another scene that gives me goosebumps and makes me tear up is just the culmination of everything. And I think it's in season five, maybe the interview is, and Pam's talking to the camera and just saying, you know, we just never got the timing right. You know, I broke his heart and then, you know, he kind of broke mine and, uh, it just didn't work out, but I'm excited for him and that's okay. You know, and she's looking at the camera and it's kind of showing a montage of Jim leaving the interview and then driving back throughout all that. And then all of a sudden he just busts through the door and goes, Hey Pam, you got any plans for dinner tonight? She's like, what? No. And he's like, cool. It's a date. And then walks out and she's like crying. And it's like, what was the question? You know? And I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of crying right now. <laughs> it's just like, I get choked it's up just thinking so, about it. it's just so beautiful, man. It's just like, finally, you're just like, Oh my gosh. Boom. They did it. They're together, you know? Yeah. Um, you picture, you picture that, so yeah. you know, that clip playing and, you know, halftime show, Super Bowl. And as soon as she goes, what was the question? And the episode ends, you know, 80,000 people. Just, <laughs> yeah. There's just an ongoing Super Bowl in your head happening. And as soon as that ends, it's just, because <laughs> how many people love the office though? We all, every single person in that scene, you just stand up like, yes, dude, Jim and Pam are getting together. Jim all right. <laughs> They're together. Woo! <laughs> I mean, you do though. You just you rooted for them for so long, and you just hope that they get together, and that happens. Oh, You're like, oh, thank goodness, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the sweet it's release. Yours. It's great. Yeah. Oh, thank the Lord. So yeah, those. I, I mean, that's. Just all together. I can, there's a lot of hilarious scenes, but I'm happy you went with the fun because the bat on the head is <laughs> probably <laughs> the funniest moment in the show because it's so out of nowhere. Um, but yeah. And then the, yeah, this is just my favorite. It's just my favorite part of the whole thing. And then once they're together, um, luckily they add in the Michael and Holly thing because it does become show, less interesting. It does. And like, oh, it's well, they're together. Oh, now they're having a kid. Yeah, cool. Well, and they, you know, the, the build up to the wedding is good and them having like the little relationship stuff is always super cutesy and like uh, Jim faking like he's going to propose. I always liked those moments. I thought they were super cute, um, but it never does reach that. I mean, it just it is so good when when he finally asks her out and that scene at the end of Casino Night. I, I always I always love that because I mean. 
um, the look on Jim's face, you know, that like that tear stricken mm-hmm. look, it's just, it's just one of those and that he like, cries, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he really great. is really, really great acting there. But I, I think that that's one that like, you know, uh, any, any person can identify with a moment that maybe it's not like exactly like that, but you know, we've, we've all had those moments in life. And I think that those two did a really good job of, um, of kind of, you, it's just a look at a relationship, a very, very personal, in-depth look at a relationship, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just, it's so ongoing in those those big moments like that. It's like you can think to moments in your life that were like somewhat like that, you know? So it's... Times when you have to like, times when you have to be real, you know? Yeah, There's times yeah. in life where you actually, you know you have to say something and, you know, like she's saying, oh, you know, you want me to take some more of your money and gambling kind of makes a joke and he's looking at her and you're like, oh no. Like he's what's gonna, he, he's going to say it. Oh, he's going to say it. He's going to say something, you know? Yeah. And yeah. you know, it's so awkward. It's such an awkward moment that nobody wants to have because you don't, um, cause he doesn't know how it's going to go. And we've all been there, no. you know? Uh huh. So it's terrific. Yeah. It's great. I have, I had to have it with my cat. I finally looked at him and I was like, <laughs> I love you, dude. <laughs> and I was nervous, you know, but he was purring a little bit. Did you ever see, <laughs> did you ever see uh room? No, Brie Larson. I didn't. I saw the okay. room, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, that's a very good one. I well, need to see that one. I, that's on you, Amazon for free. So, what do you say we just bust out favorite favorite uh, episode right here and now? Okay, let's start with best, and we'll talk about right some here, honorable mentions right now. Yeah, um, you start off. I want to. I want to hear yours. Okay, uh, my favorite episode. I mean, I'm excited for us to get to the mentions because this is the hardest thing ever because there's so many just golden episodes. Um, but my favorite episode, just because of the scenes in it and how awkward it is, is the dinner party episode. Yeah, it's one of my honorables. It was it was yeah. very high up there for me. And I, lo- I mean, I'll kind of I have like certain moments from it that I just kind of want to highlight. Um I love how Jim and Pam are always trying to get out of dinner. And so Michael <laughs> makes them all work late. <laughs> and then, and then Michael's like, said, you, have oh, no plans? you know what? No, this is, this is wrong. They can't do this to us. Corporate can't make us work. <laughs> and he goes on the phone and fakes a phone call. And he's like, we're not going to work tonight. These people are my friends and I care about them. <laughs> he like, and then the phone starts like beeping from the operator and he hangs it up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but then he like he literally like twists it so that Jim hey you didn't say you said you didn't have any plans, <laughs> you know. Um but there's just like a lot of little things in that episode. Like when Jim and Pam show up, they give her a, they give Jan a bottle of wine and she's like, "Oh, this will be great to cook with." <laughs> you know. And like um just how awkward everything is when they're talking about Michael, how he ran through the sliding glass door, trying to get the ice cream truck <laughs> and um, <laughs> plasma uh, TV. They go up into the, they go up into the bedroom and Jan like tears down the camera. She's like, honey, <laughs> I told you to put this away. Um, I do the whole episode. Michael's I, plasma screen TV. The plasma screen is probably my favorite part of that episode. Like that, that cracked me up so hard when he's like, I, I finally, finally splurged and got a plasma screen TV. <laughs> it's like a 12 inch or something. Not even it's like an eight it's inch. So small, man. It's, it's like so an tiny. iPad. <laughs> and if there's more people in the room, check it out. Pushes it into the room. Oh. And they're like playing that game. And Jim keeps like kind of, <laughs> 
kind of like butting in. He's like, uh, it rhymes with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like, uh, I, I, I don't know. Tom Cruise. And that was like the last <laughs> one that Michael was trying to get. Um, then it just like Jan and Michael's relationship. You can see to how, how awful it is. She's like, she's the devil. <laughs> I start laughing. <laughs> I'm in hell. <laughs> you are the devil. Uh, you are. Um, <laughs> and just all of it, man. I just, I think that episode is so awkward. And Dwight shows up. He's like, oh, we don't have enough wine glasses. With a random a person. Date. And then, yeah, Dwight shows up with a random date and two wine glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. So yeah, that's my favorite. And the hunter. You remember my assistant hunter? <laughs> he had you gonna sing great the song singing voice. Took me by the hand, made it on his man. That's the and best. It's just the hunted. Oh, <laughs> is the case. I love that man. So yeah, that's, that's probably my uh, my favorite. Besides one, there's one clear cut favorite episode of mine, but it's just because I watch it once a year. So oh, and it might be funny. The Benny Hanna Christmas. Yeah, I think that one's like probably my favorite, just because I've like memorized it almost. So. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, that one is that one is very good. I didn't go with Benny Hanna Christmas. That one is hilarious though. The marking. I marked her arm. Uh, I, I marked her arm. You can't tell the two <laughs> apart. I marked her arm. Um, you pull its neck back. <laughs> you're gonna have a they lot of. You're gonna need a bucket. There's gonna be a lot of blood and guts and innards. <laughs> um, okay. You know, anyway, uh, yeah. Let's go into your favorite. Episode. Well, just to just to talk about what you were just saying, though. What do you think about Jan Levinson Gould? I presume no Gould. Actually, uh, no Gould. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Jan? What happened? Um, because that that was actually a big runner up for me. Is the night that they like first make out or whatever? Um, Chili's. Yeah, that one. That one is one of my favorites because there's a lot of moments in that show that are endearing for Michael in like a personal sense where you're like i do like him as a human being and he's so funny all the time too but that is the episode where you're like he is so good at his job though you know i know like he sits there and figures out that guy and just sits there and jokes around with him for so long i want my baby back baby back baby back i want yeah. my baby back i mean it's just so he schmoozes him he totally schmoozes him and then he at the very end of the night he just hits him right when it's just perfect and gets that guy to buy in and it's like oh beautiful i love that part and it then is. him and, and it's jan, tim meadows too of course yeah tim meadows tim meadows is great um but and then the whole jan and michael thing starts when they go on that trip and he gets in trouble for showing the picture of her i mean all of that is just so funny and so then funny. yeah when she comes back after she got her surgery <laughs> oh because he's gonna break up with her or something isn't he and then he she's did there. break up with her yeah. and then they're trying to convince him not to and then she goes in and he's like i guess we're getting back together or whatever <laughs> uh, that that is such a good golden moment so their entire relationship provided some of the best comedy in the entire show i think i think so too yeah um uh, for my favorite episode, though, um, I had to go with just the standard. I mean, it's it's clearly it's clearly the best episode. Um, but to you, yeah, I think it's the best episode. <laughs> no, well, yeah, okay, no, I got you. Um, but goodbye, Michael. It's clearly, is... the best episode ever. 
to everybody. To everybody. Everybody should have that opinion. So, um, no, I mean, goodbye, Michael. They pulled out all the stops and yeah. they, they yeah. did it. They did it in such a good and um, thoughtful and funny way. You know, he's he's saying goodbye yeah. to everybody and they don't know that he's saying goodbye. And he has some of the best one liners and things to, to I mean, it's it's just a funny, but it's also such a sentimental episode. Like, it's incredible. Um so I, I love the goodbye Michael episode. And my favorite moment of that entire episode is when he gives Oscar the scarecrow and he goes back into his office and he's like, that guy has the littlest opinion of me of anyone. And he's just dying of laughter because he gave Oscar just this stupid little scarecrow. Thing. He's like, it looks like a chick made it. Oh, that is that is such a good such a good bit and then the uh the ending where he's like i can't wait to get this thing off my chest and then he takes the microphone off and then he mouths that's what she said i was like that's incredible just amazing amazing it's comedy. yeah so i think that it's, i think yeah. that they they did a really no, good it job really with is, it really is probably just the clear cut it really is like the clear cut best episode like it's just so it's a culmination of everything that steve carell did you know, mm-hmm. and did for the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they did it. And you know, that's what we all, we all wanted to see. So, um, yeah. And I, I don't think that there's too much we need to bring up about that one, but I want to hear what some of your, uh, so let's just go one by one. Maybe let's just go every other, I got like 10 so we can just kind of quickly go through some of the best episodes. Um, uh, stress, uh, stress relief for the opening fire scene and then Stanley having the heart attack and then them having, the lady come in, do the CPR later, and they have the Hello, doll. Clarice. Dwight like rips off the face of it. Yeah, uh, it's hilarious. I think the golden ticket episode is hilarious just for the predicament that Michael gets himself into <laughs> because he makes all these golden tickets and what tries to do a Willy Wonka thing. And what is it like fifteen percent off your order for the year or something like that? And five of the tickets go to like their biggest. Because <laughs> he just puts client. them all on the same crate. It's like, what are you doing? Um, what are you doing? That one, my, I, one I, I, that one actually has one of the funniest Creed lines in it, where he's like, "This woman is asking questions." I, oh no, wait, no, that's a different episode. That's when Holly shows up, and she asks, "What do you do here?" And he like smiles. <laughs> he's like, "What is this lady asking all these questions for? Why didn't I write it down?" It's quasi quasi. <laughs> doesn't know he can't figure out what he does he doesn't know what his actual title is i think he's the quality (laughs) assurance manager is what he's supposed to be or whatever but oh man that 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 one was one of my that's definitely one of my favorites my second runner-up for um for favorite episode was actually the the goodbye toby episode um (laughs) (laughs) that that is one of my favorite episodes because it is just so hilarious like when holly shows up and he doesn't like her at first and then he thinks that she's super cute and he's just trying to it's just that that whole thing is like super super great and then jim's trying to propose and then andy proposes um and the whole bit of saying goodbye to tony or toby and he's like (laughs) he gives him a rock that says suck on this Dude, it's uh, so funny how much Michael hates Toby. That could be Toby's prob- just a nice guy, just a quiet guy. Yeah, Toby seems like a great guy. It seems like <laughs> kind of creepy to Pam, but I think that that might be the funniest running bit throughout the show is how much Michael hates Toby. 
I think that that like that they get some good mileage out of that. Also, the creepy on Pam when Toby like puts his hand on her leg. <laughs> oh, I know. Puts his hand on her leg. And then he's like, I'm going away for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving to Costa Rica. He just Rica. runs and hops the fence. <laughs> I'm going to Costa Rica. Oh gosh. gosh. That is one of the oh, best. Pam and rests her hand on her leg right next to Jim. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Everybody sees it. Oh dude, yeah, that one and and the gym, uh yeah, the gym and Andy, the that Toby episode where Andy decides to propose. Um yeah, that one's hilarious too. I love all that. There I mean there's so many. Uh like the convention is another one where Michael well, Dwight Dwight goes to Philadelphia. No, that's a different one, but, uh, Oh no, no. I know con- what you're talking about. Yeah. When Jim's gone and Michael get, Michael gets the per DM and they all go to lunch <laughs> and he's like, yeah, ah, tips on me. The hundred dollar bill. Like, Was that your per DM? <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, love that one. And Michael's just trying to throw a big party in the room the whole time. Nobody shows up. Uh, can I say you're there or can <laughs> who's it? like some famous football player? He's like, so can I say you're going to be there? It's like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> um, yeah. And they, I mean, uh, what else? Do you have any other notables? Well, um, I do. I do have a couple. Um, booze cruise was another big yep. one. Uh, booze cruise, I think is hilarious. Got a lot of good sentimental <laughs> moments, but also the, it's a fake wheel dummy. It's a fake wheel dummy. <laughs> That's one of the best. Dwight Dwight's just like the little kid that the captain <laughs> lets drive the ship on the fake wheel. Uh, that one's good. Uh, gay witch hunt. I thought was very funny. Um, oh, that's what one. did I write down? I wrote down something for that. Somewhere. Maybe I didn't. I thought I did. Oh, the, uh, the kiss at the end of the gay witch hunt. Did you know that that's authentic? What so kiss? like that was not oh so the kid when he kiss when he kisses yeah. Oscar they were just supposed to hug like the script only said they were supposed to hug so the reaction that everybody gives in the office is a complete genuine reaction and I oh love that oh my god so funny that's amazing yeah <laughs> Steve Carell just <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want this to be seared in all of your memories I want this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that's I love good. that. That I actually have I have a lot of like fun facts. Well, I at least have a few more fun facts about the show. But a couple more episodes. Uh, uh, I, I went Michael with Scott the, paper. Yeah, I wrote down Michael's paper. Mike, Michael's, ugh, Michael Scott paper company as well. Maple syrup. <laughs> Michael Scott maple syrup company. <laughs> Beach yeah. games. B James is a good one. Um, Scott's Tots is up there for me just because Scott's Tots is. Oh my gosh. Hey, Mr. Scott, what you gonna do? What you gonna do and make our dreams come true? The kid like does like the, all the dancing and stuff. You're like, oh gosh, this whole time. And he's just prepping them for the worst That might be the most awkward moment. I agree. That he was going to pay for all of their school tuition. Like what, what are you thinking? (laughs) idiot well he does a lot of dumb stuff it's me uh over you know photoshopped over your ex-husband with your kids <laughs> skis and you know screeding sick and weird that is another one Both is me, uh, you and the kids uh diwali is another good one i really like diwali oh yeah that one's really funny and he does the whole uh you know 
he's going through like famous, uh, famous Indians. And you're like, Oh, Michael, you are so just overtly racist. Just an idiot. I know. Um, and then, uh, another, another big one that I wanted to bring up is, um, every Dundee's episode. Yeah. They, I think that there's, I think there's like three Dundies that they go through maybe in the, throughout the show. Um, but the, I remember the the second season starts out with a Dundee's episode and it is like, oh, so this show's hilarious then, you know, yeah. like because the show's yeah. like pretty good. But as soon as season two hits, it's like, oh, my gosh, this show is incredible. It's is just, that the one that Pam gets like super drunk at? Yeah. 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 And episode. she second drink the whole adorableness between them and she accidentally, Oh yeah. And then she accidentally kisses Jim and Jim just goes like, Oh, <laughs> it just looks like, and a then I think that episode ends with Jim going, Jim going, uh, not a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one? I think that's yeah. the one that it ends like that. I love it. Yeah. That was super, yeah. super cute. Um, but yeah, so there's, I mean, there's, we could go on and on about the episodes because we seriously could, they're all so good and I love the office so much. Um, but there's, there's just too much, too many good things. I there's do so um, much. There's actually like nine one seasons. more, one more, um, because it is, it is one of the sweetest moments. Um, the garage sale episode is, is really funny yeah. all the way through, but then he ends up proposing to Holly at the end of it. And I always thought that that was such a cute proposal. You know what I, I mean? Know. Like it's yeah. just so sweet. And uh the way, will you marry me? No. Will you marry me? Will you marry me? I just I loved that. And uh I just I really I really enjoyed that. Very sweet. I love him and Holly. It's me so too. Good. Such Their a entire match. relationship is so adorable. It's great because you're like, who would actually match up with this guy? Michael Scott is so ridiculous. <laughs> and then she comes along and it's like, okay, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I can see her with him. Yeah. 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 Uh is that the one, is that the episode? Cause I'm having trouble remembering. Is that the one where Jim has some like magic lagoons, like lagoon beans? Yeah. And yeah. he's talking to Dwight about it. And then he like completely destroys them. And he's like, no, I'm not going to sell you these. And then all of a sudden they're back on the table. And Dwight's like, no, <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> <laughs> so then he ends up trading him the telescope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love there's, that. There's a couple a of those yeah, ones where, where Jim thinks he's a vampire or something. And <laughs> <laughs> Jim, this bread is white hot or, you know, whatever. I can't remember I what, what exactly he says, but, or, but, uh, um, Dwight, that's, that's a bad episode because Dwight's trying to take care of the bat and he like is sitting there yeah. figuring something out and he's like, one crisis at a time. <laughs> yeah, I know. One crisis. Like, oh, my teeth that- just feel funny. <laughs> it's just so bright in here. <laughs> <laughs> Throws up his hood. Jim's on his own path now. <laughs> there's nothing to here. I wish him well. Man, there's so much to talk about. I know, I know. That's the thing. We could go on forever. But what are your, what are some of your um what are the things that you were thinking were funny or the uh Oh, um there's only a few. Uh, John Krasinski, when he first got the job, um, he went to Scranton, Pennsylvania and kind of made like a little documentary and he visited uh, paper companies and like interviewed people. And the opening of the office is from the footage that he filmed. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So like the opening little stuff. 
like the Scranton, Pennsylvania thing, just in that opening little thing. So yeah, oh, that, that that's was John funny. Krasinski. I think, hey, uh, I think that's cool. Also, I mean, how good is the the music for that the intro? So the, good. the intro to the office is such a good one. Such a great intro. Who did and it? I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't do much research as to the background behind the show. I strictly just Me wanted neither. to talk about the show itself. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, it's funny how good that music is because whoever came up with that jingle. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's so good. Um, other stuff. The crew built a replica of the rest stop for Jim and Pam's proposal scene. And the shot ended up costing $250,000, which the producer described as the most expensive and elaborate shot we've ever done. But it's also sort of the highlight of five years of storytelling. Why did they spend that much on that? I don't get it. On that scene. I know. Why do they need (laughs) to spend that much on that? (laughs) Just to make the rest stop and all the rain. And I have no idea. That's crazy. That's also that one of my, crazy, that's it? a sweet moment, but also that just rest stop reminded me of that part when it shows Michael walking out of the women's restroom and he goes, the men's room was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> the men's room was disgusting. Oh, I love that. Um, in real life, uh, Jenna Fisher and, uh, Angela are best friends and Angela is Pam's daughter's godmother. Oh, cool. Um, Steve Carell had seriously active sweat glands. So the temperature on set had to be kept at a cold 64 degrees. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. And they eventually invested in space heaters. <laughs> That's crazy. So yeah, it's about it though. That's all I got. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's so much to that show. It's, it's incredible. Um, are there any other themes maybe? Oh yeah. You forgot about somebody. One of the best guys in the whole show. Packer. Packer. <laughs> it was Packer. It was Packer. <laughs> he can do anything. He can go as far overboard as possible. And Michael will just be like, oh, it was Packer. <laughs> oh, and I can't even repeat some of the stuff because Packer always has the most inappropriate things. But he he is the one of one of the funniest parts of the show. Whenever Packer shows up, I'm so annoyed, but I'm also like, gosh, it's hilarious. Like it's so oh, funny man. how Michael just thinks he is the funniest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just absolutely That's who loves Michael respects. Todd Packer. <laughs> the Pac-Man. Uh, Pac-Man. Uh, guess who has two thumbs and hates Todd Packer? This guy. Um, this guy. Yeah, he's he's a great character. But um, I love. Yeah, Packer. I think I think overall, just like kind of to close her out here a little bit. Um, I think The Office is amazing, and they tried to keep it going after after Michael left, and it just it just wasn't the same. You know, Mm-mm. I think that I think <laughs> that when I think that when Jim and Pam got married, that was kind of one of those things where they're like, oh what do we do now? And it did hit a little bit of a lull. And then Michael stepped it up a lot and Michael became incredible for the last like two seasons. And then when he left, it's like, all right, whatever. Um, so I, I really only watch the show until about then every time I rewatch it, but, um, it's one of the best comedic shows ever created. So I don't ever created. Absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing better Will than Ferrell's the kind of funny. Give me back that dog. Give me that dog. That's not, not your dog. dog. Give me back that dog. <laughs> Well, Farrell's kind of funny. They have Jim Carrey in there for a minute, I think, at some point. And, yeah, um, yeah, they have they have some funny 
funny thing. I mean, we could sit here and just talk about any things that we missed all day, but yeah. we did our best. That's we did it. our best to bring up what we can here, guys. The office is hilarious. So, um, something that, well, here, before I even get to that last point, uh, I wanted to ask you if you watched, um, the British version of the office, you know, funny enough, I've only seen just the first episode. That's, I've watched a couple others, but other than the first episode, I don't remember much. And the first episode is, uh, it's very funny. I think that Ricky Gervais is quite hilarious in the Michael Scott. I think his name's David something position, but, um, I think it's one of those, one of those times where the British office was really good, but, uh, the American office kind of took off and it's like, Oh, okay. That's well, that's, that's incredible. That's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, I know. I think Ricky Gervais is a producer of the American version. Is he? That one yeah. episode, the one episode when Ricky Gervais shows up and Michael and him run into each other, that is one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. scenes in the whole thing. Like that is, he's like, I like that guy. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah, Ricky but. Gervais is Ricky Gervais is really funny, really mm-hmm. funny guy. And then who is it? Martin Martin uh, Martin Short <laughs> Martin Freeman. Yeah, yeah, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman's yeah. in there. The guy from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Pirates of Pop in your eyes. Yeah, um, that guy. Also, something I I don't. I'm just thinking of random stuff now. But Pretzel Day. Pretzel Day is hilarious. I love. I love, I love Pretzel the, Day too. Pretzel Day is a good one, and I also love when On Pretzel Bob, Day. Bob Vance. Uh, oh, that's another hilarious thing. When when Ryan gets introduced to Bob Vance, Bob or Vance Refrigeration, he says that Bob Vance Vance Refrigeration. What line are you working, yeah. Bob? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's too good. And then oh yeah, Bob Vance is you know they're sitting there getting mad at Phyllis for cutting, and then Bob Vance looks at them both and goes, "What a pair of Marys." <laughs> <laughs> Think what are you talking about, Bob? Oh, I love it, Bob Vance. Go. Vance refrigeration. It goes on and on and on. So I don't know. There's there's too much that I love. Maybe we'll do a follow up episode on the office. We'll see. I think we. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I think we've described this in the past, but what I've found so far in this podcast is that when you do comedies like this, or like your favorite shows or your favorite comedy movies. You end up just saying all the funny stuff that happens, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it's like, exactly. It's so good. See, this one, this one we're fortunate with because it also has a really great story to it. Like the Jim and yeah. Pam, the Michael mm-hmm. and Holly, um, just the overall essence of it. So I think that's what highlights it the most for me. It's just, it's just, it, it, it sticks out. It did such a good job of being two different things, you know, a comedy and uh, I don't know. What would you call it? Sitcom, a story, you know, uh, it has a plot. Unlike yeah. a lot of shows. It's like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Hilarious, hilarious show. But it doesn't have that much of a story. Yeah. You it. don't you actually, know, it doesn't have you don't really like care that. about any of the characters and their journeys. You know, it's like yeah. the office is there's, there's so much comedy to it, but at the same time you do care about the characters and where they're headed. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like uh, parks and rec kind of took off on the same exact route and is very similar to the office. And it has moments for sure that make me go, Oh, you know, like I don't when know. she's getting together with Ben Wyatt and stuff. I, I love all that. Yeah. I love all that. When Ann Perkins and Chris Traeger finally kind of, get together after a long time. I think they end up getting together something. 
I can't remember what happens um, to Anne. She gets weird there. April for a while. and Andy. Yeah. Bye bye, little yeah, Sebastian. Because uh, you tend to see 5,000 candles I, in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write a song 5,000 times better than Candles in the Wind. <laughs> Uh, You're 5,000 candles in the yeah, wind. That. Yeah, that's good. Andy Dwyer is a character that is, it's just Chris Pratt, man. He's so great. He is. He is. It's so funny when he starts getting jacked for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but he's still playing Andy Dwyer, and it's just like Andy just suddenly gets so in shape. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> I, know. I think they make a bit out of that at some point on the yeah. show. But so here's here's something about the office that um, they're talking about bringing it back. NBC is thinking about bringing the office back. Oh yeah. Um, do you know anything about that? Uh, what I read was that they're thinking about bringing him back, but Steve Carell said he's not going to be involved. So I'm like, well, there you have it. I just, yeah, I just think guys, it was great while it was on. I don't think we need to beat a dead horse though. I mean, it's, it was awesome and it's over. You basically did a reunion episode for the last episode anyway. So I don't, I don't see why we would bring it back. You know what I mean? It just. Dude, it's like it's like everything. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like Transformers. It's like mm-hmm. it's just okay. We got yeah. it. You, you know? gotta gotta come up with the next the next thing. You know, we're we're waiting on something really funny to come out, and that's fine. Yeah, think of something new. Think of yeah, something some, new. Do the same. I mean, even do the mockumentary thing, but just do it with something else. They did it with the Parks and Recreation, and it's like that's great. You know. Do it and in now a make a new one. Do it in a different environment. Do it in space. <laughs> you know, do I know like the Star Trek thing is pretty big now. Do a mockumentary in space, or you know, do an ongoing like um, uh, what police, we do in the shadows department, or something. You know, I mean, there's there's millions of possibilities of things you can do. You don't. There really is. Don't bring back the office because it's just not going to be the same. So hey, uh, if you did one based in like I don't know the 1980s or something. You know, did something like that. Oh, yeah, know. that's a good idea. That's fun. Oh, you know, like that's in the funny. 80s in like a small town where there's like uh, an alternate dimension that gets opened or something. Mockumentary in there. <laughs> yeah. Just the exact plot of <laughs> no, Stranger Things. No, Stranger Than That. Uh, <laughs> uh, very good. No, I don't have Stranger Things in that. <laughs> <laughs> hey um, Something like that would turn our world upside down, but. <laughs> no, I'm choking. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it kind of makes me mad sometimes when there's just not fresh ideas, I guess. If Steve Carell were to come back, then I would be interested. But I think um, that Steve Carell is amazing and I'm enjoying what he's doing in movies. I think he needs to come back to TV. Yeah. I think that if Steve Carell tried to do another show, it would be amazing because his character as Michael Scott was just the best. So I don't know, maybe, maybe he'll do something else. Great. Um, but I definitely enjoy him as a dramatic actor, the big short, he was fantastic, incredible in, um, but I don't know. I would, I would like to see more out of Steve Carell than just a couple of, you know, pretty serious things. I haven't seen battle of the sexes yet, but I would, I'm, I'm excited for, for his future. And I just hope that he chooses the right projects because he's too great of a talent to be, um, to be wasted. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, he's produced some show that's on FX, I think. Mm. What's that show? I never saw it. Uh, apparently, it's hilarious. Um, Ann Perkins is the main actress. Oh, really? Yeah. She's the main star of it. Which, you know, I don't know. It's so funny how they had her be in the office and in Parks and Rec. Because after that, I was kind of like, all right. I've, like, even when I saw she was in Parks and Rec, I was like, really? Yeah. yeah like, same same thing? Because you would f- almost like to think that it's in the same world. And right there contradicts it. If not, if you didn't have her there, then you could have just had some like crossover thing eventually. I don't know. And it yeah. might have been funny. But I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about... I'll have to check that out, though. Wet, wacky and weird stuff. Wacky stuff. Oh, yeah, so the, yeah. next week we're going to be doing Johnny Carson. <laughs> next week we're doing... <laughs> Our TV show that uh, we selected. 15 years of Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. <laughs> we're going to do The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> what's your favorite episode <laughs> what's your favorite episode of jimmy fallon um no uh but yeah we should have some should have some great stuff coming up that was that was basically it for what i had to say about the office i think that we about covered it it's a yeah. fantastic show absolutely amazing the question is would you rather watch i don't even know how to phrase the standard question because I think that would you rather watch uh, the office? Would you rather watch your favorite episode of the office? No. Would you rather, would you rather turn watch on your the, least know. favorite episode of the office or school of rock? <laughs> oh man. I don't know how to, I don't know how to ask the, ask the standard question. I would say that it's not fair to compare it's not the office not. to school of rock. But I guess if I had to, I'd say that the office, of I'd say that the office is better than school of rock. Me too. Yeah. I like the office. We more can than agree I like on that. The, I like the office more than I like school of rock. I reference the office far more than I reference school of rock. So me too. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Maybe we should figure out a TV show to, yeah, I guess we weren't prepared for the, the standard is- question. We just kind of jumped into this, but either way, Either way, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I mean, uh, The Office is just, it's just the best over movies, over TV. It's just, just incredible. Nothing better. Absolutely nothing better. Nothing better than, than Michael Scott. So, yeah, that's all I had to say, too, pretty much. Great. Um, as far as social media goes uh, and all that stuff, we have a great website www.brofessorjones.com check us out on there uh check us out on soundcloud professor jones and also subscribe on itunes yes Uh, professor jones that's our big one subscribe uh more subscribers please leave a review uh all of that helps us a lot so if you're listening to this please take a moment click subscribe uh take a moment and leave a review or five stars every one of those helps us enormously Feel free to comment on any of our social media stuff. We'd love to hear back from you guys and possible episodes, things that we should do that you'd like to hear from us. So we're always open to suggestions and anything like that. Um, but yeah, we're very much looking forward to the next couple weeks and talking about some of our favorite TV shows. We're not going to reveal what they are right now, but we'll be very much looking forward to it. So uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll be talking to you next week with something. 
we'll be sticking right around here, living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Great Scott!